Chapter 33, Part 3 of The Wonderful Adventures of Nils by Selma Lagerlof, translated by Velma Swanston Howard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia. West Bottom and Lapland, The Meeting. All was still in the glen. The sun had not yet stepped above the cliffs, and Nils Holgersen knew that it was too early in the morning for the geese to be awake. The boy walked along leisurely and searched for his friends. Before he had gone very far, he paused with a smile, for he saw such a pretty sight. A wild goose was sleeping in a neat little nest, and beside her stood her goosey gander. He too slept, but it was obvious that he had stationed himself thus near her that he might be on hand in the possible event of danger. The boy went on without disturbing them, and peeped into the willow brush that covered the ground. It was not long before he spied another goose couple. These were strangers, not of his flock, but he was so happy that he began to hum, just because he had come across wild geese. He peeped into another bit of brushwood. There at last he saw two that were familiar. It was certainly Nelia that was nesting there, and the goosey gander who stood beside her was surely Colme. Why, of course, the boy had a good mind to awaken them, but he let them sleep on and walked away. In the next brush he saw Visi and Goosey, and not far from them he found Ixi and Kaxi. All four were asleep, and the boy passed by without disturbing them. As he approached the next brush, he thought he saw something white shimmering among the bushes, and the heart of him thumped with joy. Yes, it was as he expected. In there sat the dainty Dunfin on an egg-filled nest. Beside her stood her white goosey gander. Although he slept, it was easy to see how proud he was to watch over his wife up here among the Lapland mountains. The boy did not care to waken the goosey gander, so he walked on. He had to seek a long time before he came across any more wild geese. Finally, he saw on a little hillock something that resembled a small gray moss tuft, and he knew that there was Akka from Kebnekes. She stood, wide awake, looking about as if she were keeping watch over the whole glen. "'Good morning, Mother Akka,' said the boy. "'Please don't waken the other geese yet a while, for I wish to speak with you in private.' The old leader-goose came rushing down the hill and up to the boy. First she seized hold of him and shook him, then she stroked him with her bill before she shook him again but she did not say a word, since he had asked her not to waken the others. Thumbietot kissed old mother Akka on both cheeks, then he told her how he had been carried off to Skansen and held captive there. Now I must tell you that Smyre Fox, short of an ear, sat imprisoned in the fox's cage at Skansen, said the boy. Although he was very mean to us, I couldn't help feeling sorry for him. There were many other foxes in the cage, and they seemed quite contented there, 
but Smyre sat all the while looking dejected, longing for liberty. I made many good friends at Skansen, and I learned one day from the lap-dog that a man had come to Skansen to buy foxes. He was from some island far out in the ocean. All the foxes had been exterminated there, and the rats were about to get the better of the inhabitants, so they wished the foxes back again. As soon as I learned of this, I went to Smyre's cage and said to him, Tomorrow some men are coming here to get a pair of foxes. Don't hide, Smyre, but keep well in the foreground and see to it that you are chosen, then you'll be free again. He followed my suggestion, and now he is running at large on the island. What say you to this, Mother Akka? If you had been in my place, would you not have done likewise? You have acted in a way that makes me wish I had done that myself, said the leader goose proudly. It's a relief to know that you approve, said the boy. Now there is one thing more I wish to ask you about. One day I happened to see Gorgo the eagle, the one that fought with Morton Goosey Gander, a prisoner at Skansen. He was in the eagle's cage and looked pitifully forlorn. I was thinking of filing down the wire roof over him and letting him out, but I also thought of his being a dangerous robber and bird-eater, and wondered if I should be doing right in letting loose such a plunderer, and if it were not better, perhaps, to let him stay where he was. What say you, Mother Akka, was it right to think thus? No, it was not right, retorted Akka. Say what you will about the eagles. They are proud birds and greater lovers of freedom than all others. It is not right to keep them in captivity. Do you know what I would suggest? This, that as soon as you are well rested, we two make the trip together to the big bird prison and liberate Gorgo. That is just the word I was expecting from you, Mother Akka, returned the boy eagerly. There are those who say that you no longer have any love in your heart for the one you reared so tenderly, because he lives as eagles must live. But I know that isn't true, and now I want to see if Morton Goosey Gander is awake. Meanwhile, if you wish to say a thank you to the one who brought me here to you, I think you'll find him up there on the cliff ledge, where once you found a helpless eaglet. End of chapter 33, part 3, recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia.